Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Daily Boogie. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us for another week. And a big week ahead we have. Um, unless Jesus Christ comes back to earth in the next 24 hours, it seems like the pits of hell are going to open up and swallow in a whole bunch of apparently allegedly entitled, bigoted, hateful, <laughs> scary looking children who dared to stand silently and smile whilst a bunch of professional protesters got in their face and started banging drums and hurling threats at them. That's where we're at. And that's the topic for today's show. If you want to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. If you'd like to become a subscriber, hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to get in touch and give me all of your fire and brimstone, and please do by heading over to Twitter and following at Boogie Bumper. So I'm sure you're all aware of the story by now. A bunch of kids from a Catholic school, and yes, we are talking about children here, which hasn't been mentioned very often, but a bunch of kids from a Catholic high school went to a field trip, the March for Life, which is an anti-abortion march that happens every single year. They attended that. Uh, they were waiting for a bus at a memorial, uh, taking some photos, taking some selfies, you know, things that people do. When a protest group apparently called the, the Black Israelites, grown men and women approached them and started to taunt them. Uh, they were using homophobic slurs, um, religious insults, various things of this nature. The boys then began protesting that protest by chanting some of their school chants, which apparently sound like harkers, when another protester, a guy named Nathan Phillips, and his little posse of apparently Native American Indian protesters protesting for whatever they were protesting for, decided to insert himself in the middle of the situation, get into the faces of the students. He, he admitted this on CNN himself. He said, you know, I, I put myself in that position. I went up to them. And <clears throat> this was filmed. And next thing you know, the story was circulating around the corporate press, as well as the predictable outrage mobs on social media, that it was a bunch of hateful, racist white kids surrounding a Native American hero and taunting him whilst you know, the predictable digital metaphorical lynch mobs started to gather up their supplies to head off for yet another battle. Since then, the kids have been uh, giving, they've been receiving death threats. They've had people, you know, professional blue checkmark folks on Twitter hunting down for their personal information, demanding that colleges don't accept their applications. People like Kathy Griffin, for example, saying, we want names, we want the names of these kids. And this rolled on for a good 24, 30 hours before some people started to get the message that this was not the whole story. There was other film taken. 
this Nathan Phillips guy accused the, the, the children of surrounding him and chanting things like build that wall and other things much worse, apparently. Uh, there is no video of this, even though there is hours of video out there. And the video evidence that is out there actually directly contradicts the mainstream corporate press retelling of events. You had people, you know, calling for the heads of these children. Now you're starting to see a few people walk it back. I noticed SE Cup from CNN today put out a tweet saying, I should have waited until all the information was available. I apologize. Other news outlets have done the same. CBC in Canada. They, they actually put out a tweet saying, we sent out a poorly worded tweet yesterday. They didn't actually apologize. They just said it was poorly worded, which is apparently now code for lying. Because you see, all of this other video evidence was out there hours before a lot of these people did their op-eds, did their exposés, jumped on the outrage bandwagon. And if this doesn't highlight the purpose, ladies and gentlemen, of the modern corporate press down to a T, if this doesn't show you exactly what the reason for this entity is to continue to exist, then nothing will. We've often spoken about the 48-hour rule, haven't we? Where an event happens in the first 48 hours, competing narratives are vying for your attention and attempting to coerce your belief in them. And basically what happens after that initial 48-hour period is almost irrelevant because people will run with half facts and half truths and they will invent the rest of the stories themselves. Take, for example, Alyssa Milano, former Hollywood starlet of mediocre acclaim, tweeting out earlier today that the MAGA red hat is the new white hood, making comparisons to the KKK. Again, literally a bunch of children some of them don't even look more than 10 or 12 years old, standing around minding their own business when they are approached by adult activist agitators, obviously attempting to provoke a response. So after that first initial period, the 48-hour period, people have already set in stone the meme. They have already decided what happened and what should happen. And that's when the chaos starts to take place. You know, we know that the overwhelming majority of people will read the headline and the first paragraph and practically nobody reads the retraction that is printed on page five. Down in the bottom corner. A lot of people won't even know that there is other video out there. They've seen all they needed to see. We spoke about this on Trust and Verify last night with James R. Reza Aslan, former CNN contributor. He quite churlishly put out on Twitter, oh, so what, the video of those kids chanting build that wall must have been my imagination, was it? You know, sarcastically. It was. There is no video of kids chanting build that wall. He made it up. Or whoever made it up and told Reza that it happened made it up. Can you imagine being so detached from reality? 
ladies and gentlemen, that the reality that you have constructed, you refuse, even when all of the evidence is placed in front of you, you cannot even summon the ability to accept that your interpretation, of which you have no evidence whatsoever, is false. So much so that you sarcastically and smart acidly ask people who are presenting you the actual evidence, do you think I'm stupid? Do you think it was all in my imagination? Imagine being that far detached. The great Stefan Sears sent a BuzzFeed headline with me earlier. And let me preface, you know, the revelation of this headline with a question. You know how sometimes people walk around and they say, oh, this is peak stupidity now. I mean, how many times have we spoken about the post-truth era? Look around you. Look at what you see. It's here. Reality doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter. Facts are irrelevant. But how many times do you do you say to yourself or you hear other people say, oh, this is peak stupidity now. We are in peak insanity here at this point in time. But every time you say it, something else happens and we go further down the rabbit hole, don't we? This BuzzFeed headline was, smiling is now white supremacy. The rationale being that it takes a, a lot of privilege to be able to smile in the face of oppressed minorities. How, how dare you white people smile? What have you got to smile about? Bathed in your privilege, soaked in your bigotry. The beneficiaries of unearned privilege of a white supremacist patriarchal system. How dare you stand there and smile when somebody is trying to put you on the back foot, when somebody is beating a drum in your face, when somebody is hurling insults at you? What do you think, just because you're a 15 or a 14-year-old kid wearing a MAGA hat on a school trip that you get to get away with this? Guess again. You white supremacists. It's sick. And I, I was thinking, why would the... See, here's why the smile needs to go. We on this show, especially on the free-for-all, we tend to laugh at this crap, at this claptrap when it comes out. Because a while ago I discovered that they actually want you to get angry. They're trolling you with this shit. Because if you get angry when you are presented with this maniacal, insane rationale about modern life, well, that just feeds the narrative. That perpetuates the meme. Because they'll turn around and say, oh, look, angry white man can't handle the truth. Angry white men don't like their privilege being presented to them. And so on. So when I realized this years ago, I thought, well, okay. Now I know it's stupid. Now I'm just going to laugh at you. And what does laughing do? What does mocking do? This is something that the hard left has understood for a very long time. 
mocking diminishes the people attacking you and it disarms them. It's also a great way to appeal to people who are watching on the sidelines. If you can make someone laugh, it makes it very difficult for them to hate you. And that's why you need to turn, if you are on the side of the hard left agitators, the activists in the corporate press, you are constantly trying to turn your perceived opponent's positives into negatives. Now, this boy who now has likely hundreds of thousands of people saying on Twitter openly that they'd like to burn the school down, they'd like to punch him in the face, that he's the new KKK, he's the face of Nazism in some articles I was reading. All he did was literally stand there silently and smile. And that was enough. That was enough for the outrage machine to kick into full gear. That was enough for people to claim that he is the second coming of Adolf Hitler. Just a white kid in a red hat smiling at someone getting, an adult, a fully grown man getting right in his face. I, I don't know any adult that would be low enough to approach a group of children, literally children, standing there minding their own business and think to themselves, I got to get in these kids' faces. These kids are disgusting. They need to, they need to know the truth. Get the camera zoomed in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show these kids what it's all about. For what? What do you, what do you think? You're tough or something? <laughs> Targeting children? You are pathetic. You are bottom feeders. You are the lowest of the low. You are so low that you would have to reach up to touch a snake's ass. Of course, you can trust the corporate media to, you know, not only find adults who are willing to get in the faces of children who are minding their own business. Not only will they find them, ladies and gentlemen, they'll find them and they'll present them and put them up on pedestals and say that you need to worship these people. These people are heroes. Why? Standing up in the face of such brutal oppression and mocking and taunting and hatred and bigotry of a boy half, less than half your age and half your size standing there not doing anything and smiling at your insanity, at your threatening behaviour. You need to worship these adults. They are your betters. They are your superiors. This is the way you're supposed to function. This is what you're supposed to do when you see children wearing a hat you don't like. My God, what a hero. What a hero. So some in the media have retracted, others have not. And I I think, you know, for those who who don't retract at this point, for those who don't come out and say, well, you know what, maybe we jumped the gun, maybe we got it wrong, that's all it would take. But for those who don't, I think it's more than a will to deceive. I think it's more than, you know, just being a propagandist or something like that. I think it's pride. Because if you build yourself up, you know, the great James O'Keefe once said that journalism is not an identity, it's an activity. 
And the problem with modern journalists is they see it as an identity and not an activity. You know, they they are the they are the people who present the world for us to digest. They are the ones who control the information. They are the ones who decide what is okay and what is not. They are the ones who decide what what can be said and what cannot. They are the ones, they are the moral guardians and the moral beacons of our time. This is the identity that they have constructed for themselves. So when such an obvious oversight, such an ethical quagmire is revealed, well, they can't, they can't go back on it. Because it would literally tear their own perceived moral righteousness to shreds. So they have to double down. Their identity compels them to double down. Because an admittance of guilt, an admittance that you got something wrong, would contradict the very straw man identity you have created for yourself in the first place. How could you get it wrong? You're smarter than everyone else. You know better than everyone else. You're a progressive, tolerant, heartfelt professional. You could never get such a thing wrong. From NBC News, Covington Catholic School at centre of DC March video facing threats and protesters. When students return to Covington Catholic High School on Tuesday, they will be greeted by police and protesters. The once obscure all-male high school located across the Ohio River from Cincinnati in Park Hills, Kentucky, became instantly infamous over the weekend when a video of students, many wearing Make America Great Again baseball caps, and appearing to jeer a Native American activist on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, went viral and sparked nationwide outrage. Yes, you see, because it wasn't, they had no part in it. Why, we were just reporting the news. We were just bringing you the reality. As we saw it, of a bunch of kids jeering a Native American protester. And do you see the weaselly, snake-like use of language here? They were wearing Make America Great Again baseball caps, and they were appearing to jeer a Native American activist. But we know the full story. We know the truth. But, hey, as long as we put appearing in there, our ass is covered. We can still be right about this, you know. We are journalists. Now authorities are investigating threats against some of the students at the school. Kenton County Commonwealth's attorney Rob Sanders told the Cincinnati Inquirer on Monday. Sanders did not elaborate on the threats in the article and did not immediately respond to an email from NBC News for comment. Meanwhile, the American Indian Movement chapters of Indiana and Kentucky are planning a protest outside the school starting at 10am. You see, it's, it's time to double down. We need to teach these kids a lesson. How dare they get a real story out there that they are not the agitators, that they did not surround this Native American hero and jeer him as the media says. How dare they get the truth out there? This is threatening our entire worldview. We can't have this. You get your asses out to that school tomorrow and you rub the students' noses in it. 
You show the whole world what happens to people who stand up to the hard left orthodoxy of the corporate media. You need to be the victim of children. They made a statement. I think anybody threatening school children is completely wrong, and I won't stand for it personally. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Grade A bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. He said, those people are not affiliated with us. It doesn't matter. The whole purpose of the outrage, outrage cycle is to spark this kind of reaction. So you get out there, you create a false narrative, you put out a bullshit story. You say how evil this is, how wrong it is. These kids are wearing KKK hats. And then when your sycophantic, shallow, hollow followers follow up and take it to the next step, you sit back. Well, this isn't my doing. I had no, I had no business. I had no part in this. This isn't my responsibility. I didn't do this. Why? I was merely reporting what people were talking about. I'm innocent here. Modern journalism, ladies and gentlemen. While Sandman, this is the article, while Sandman and his classmates have been branded as bigots, got to get his name out there too, by the way have been branded as bigots and now face an investigation by the school that could result in possible expulsion, they found a defender in Rep. Thomas Massey, a Republican who represents the district. Oh, well, now he's in the shit too. He'll just be defending white supremacy. Typical, typical, typical Republican attitude. That you, can, you can see the tweets already. You can see the op-eds being writing themselves at this point. And see the way they present it here. While Sandman and his classmates have been branded as bigots. <laughs> Thanks to the likes of NBC News. For clearly reporting lies. As truth. Well, they've been branded as bigots. There was national outrage. I don't know how this happened. I'm innocent. I did nothing to perpetuate this. But it's funny, isn't it? Only a few days ago, the, the corporate media, they decide what can and can't be said. If anybody says something out of line, if somebody says something wrong, they are the ones who will shame you and write hit pieces on you and call you all the names under the sun. And now that it has been proven, without any shadow of a doubt, the lengths that they will go to to deceive in order to feed a narrative that they need to construct for their own personal agenda or their own political agenda. It's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that, bro. I guess we got it a little bit wrong. Hey, we're human, right? These things happen. Hey, look over here. Look at the next story. But I think this one might be one of those occasions where Collectively, people say enough is enough. You've gone too far. And, you know, someone who I like on my Twitter feed today said, well, I don't think this is news. I tend to agree. The event wasn't news. 
But what is news is the fact that people in the corporate press saw an opportunity to exploit a situation in order to invent news, to create news. And now the news is the story about how they invented and created news. That's the news now. Of course, what is the real crime here? These boys were Christian, they were white, and they were wearing Make America Great Again hats. And so eager is the corporate press to latch on like some kind of demonic leech and suck the blood out of any small any opportunity, regardless of how small it is, instantaneously at the drop of a hat, pardon a pun. And they know that they can get this out in the, 20, in, in the first 24 hours. They will flood the zone with piles of bullshit up to your armpits. And then the damage is done. Then they can print all the retractions they want. They could print nothing but retractions for the next week. It doesn't matter. They've already hit a critical mass of liberal outrage. And the ball starts rolling. Now the kids need to be expelled. Now their names are out there. Now their families are getting death threats. The message has been sent. The damage has been done. You now know what you can and can't do. Even though the corporate press lied about it, even though it was a mass deception, even though it was highly unethical, even though only the lowest piece of human shit in the first place would try to get in the face of a kid minding their own business for their own political purposes. Only the lowest calibre of human being would want to do that. Hey, he's a hero, this guy. Put him up on a pedestal. Give him a 60-minute special, for fuck's sake. Show the world the way we want them to behave. Because the damage has been done now. The objective has been reached. And that objective, ladies and gentlemen, is making full well that you at home understand, watching it, who may one day be inspired to walk down the street wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Who may be inspired to not run in fear or not shriek wildly, but rather just stand and smile when somebody gets in your face. To publicly support your president, ladies and gentlemen, or even just to be a Christian. The objective is to make you fully aware that the press even will even make the story up in order to stop you doing it. You are not to engage in supporting your president. You are not to engage in wearing a red hat. If you're a Christian, you bloody well be a silent one. Don't you get out there and rub everybody's noses in their insanity, in their incompetence. Don't you dare. Don't you dare stand there and smile in the face of our outrage machine with all of its power. That's why the smile's got to go. Because it shows the entire world how powerless these bottom feeders are.
because if you aren't scared of the liberal outrage, corporate media, hard left wing machine trying to suppress you, to split you, to wrap you up and set you on fire, if you aren't afraid of that, they have no power at all. Their only power is preemptively preventing you from doing things that they don't like. And what's on the list of things they don't like? Something as small as wearing a red hat in public. That's on the list. With that, guys. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. If you'd like to become a subscriber, please hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And if you'd like to hurl abuse and insults and outrage at me, please do so on Twitter by following at Boogie Bumper. Until next time, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.